Doc Talk is brought to you by Merck Animal Health. By integrating the comprehensive animal health product portfolio of Merck Animal Health with the innovative technologies of all flex livestock intelligence, we are shaping the future of animal health, resulting in more effective solutions and healthier animals. Hey folks, welcome to Doc Talk. Glad you joined us today. We're going to have a special guest, Dr. Wade Nichols. He's going to talk to us today about sustainability and technology. It's going to be a great discussion. It's somebody that we love to have on the show. Thanks for joining us, and we'll be right back after these messages. Hey folks, welcome to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson, and we have a friend and colleague here, Dr. Wade Nichols. He is the senior a technical services manager at Merck Animal Health, has been in the industry, been involved in the industry, uh, and I've worked with him whereas we were just visiting for 30 years on exactly. projects. And so, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, Dr. Doctor, I call him Dr. Doctor because he did his first and most important degree first. Yeah, PhD degree. in nutrition. <laughs> then he went on to be a veterinarian. Went on to vet school, and, and uh, a lot of people think that wrecked me. But yeah. um, but um, <laughs> went to the dark side. Okay. The... <laughs> now but I just wanted that's just that's just like being bilingual. No, okay, I can speak both <laughs> both languages. But uh, as you drive down the road, you're just arguing with yourself all the time. Yep, yep. it's always my fault. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're going to talk about sustainability and the impact technology has had on sustainability and uh, something that we both have a passion for because of our background with, with implants and, and technology and growth. But uh, talk a little bit about, you know, this evolution or how much, how much we've improved over time. So it's interesting to me, um, particularly, um, Sustainability is a buzzword that we have now in the industry that everybody's getting behind. But if you look at the beef industry, since we domesticated the cow, it's been the most sustainable part of ag forever. Yeah. You know, there's nothing more sustainable, environmentally sustainable than the cow. Right. You think about what she does, you know, she grazes out, you know, 78% of the world's land mass is untillable. And so the only thing that can harvest that is a ruminant. And so she's harvesting what we can't utilize and making a very highly palatable, nutritious product back to our food supply. And she's been doing that for eons. Right. We domesticated her. And so when we talk about sustainability, to me, we've been doing it forever, forever. You know, we know that if we don't have habitat, we don't have cows. Exactly. <laughs> and so you think about, I don't know, uh, methane and CO2. Well, they're actually a sink for that. CO2, you know, is detrimental to the environment. If it actually goes back into the plant, gives oxygen. So everything that that animal is doing on the range is very, very environmentally friendly. You can do, say the same thing about methane. You know, it's a, it's a process. It, it, they erectate it, it goes up, it comes back into the soil, grows the, helps the plant grow. She harvests the plant, makes a highly edible protein. So everything that they do, we do in the beef industry is, we've been doing sustainability forever. And, and I think we really need to recognize how, how well the cow does in that environment. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Understanding that the cow is an upregulator of carbon exactly not a not a not a something that's just producing it correct and then 
you know, if we take that a step farther and we think about, okay, she's out there grazing what we can't eat, producing a highly nutritious product for our food supply, but then think about all the things that we produce as humans in our food supply that we feed back to the ruminant. Everything from candy bars to French fries to beet pulp, whatever. <laughs> yeah, all the byproducts. All the byproducts. And, and then what would we do with it? Well, we feed it to the ruminants and, and we're able to get a, a very good, pro, highly nutritious protein supply for humans. It's absolutely uh, amazing what we can do with that rumen before it gets to the true stomach. Exactly. Well, we're going to talk more about sustainability the, the in the beef industry, technology, and how it's impacted uh, making it a more sustainable beef industry as we move forward. You're watching Doc Talk, and we're sure glad you joined us. Hey, folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. Dr. Dan Thompson here with Dr. Wade Nichols. And we're uh, talking about sustainability and the beef industry. Uh, Dr. Nichols is a ruminant nutritionist and growth specialist. He has done research for 30 plus years in this arena and uh, just been a, a good source of information for me um, as I learned through this and, and worked through this. But talk to me, um, you know, about some of the numbers, like what, what we see in sustainability and how our beef industry makes an impact on the globe. Okay, so when we look at sustainability, we're really talking about doing a lot more with a lot less. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what we've done in the last, I'll call it from 1975 to now. So the U.S. has like five to 6% of the world cattle population, but we supply 18 to 20% of the world's beef. So think about that. That's one in five people in the world have access to U.S. beef. Yeah. And U.S. beef is the safest, most palatable, nutritious product. And we just keep our cow numbers and our herd numbers <clears throat> go down, but our, we produce the same or produce more beef. That's correct. With fewer cattle. That's correct. So we've actually decreased the herd by about 8 million head, but we've increased production by 20% since 1977. So we have less cows, but we're producing more with what we've got. Um, you know, we're 25% we're less uh, methane, 15% less water, 30% less land. Um, all those things we're producing more on less wherever we go. And, you know, some of it's genetics, a lot of it is our, our practices, our management practices that we've done. Um, and then we have technology on top of that that, that really improves the efficiency of the things that we feed that animal so that we get more out of it than what we put in. So when, you know, and, and it goes back to the, the amount of water, the amount of feed that we uh, utilize per pound of beef, but also then the, the outputs of, of methane, of, of manure and things of that nature. So we're constantly producing, you know, they, they say that the feed efficiency number stays, has stayed flat for four or five years, but then you start to think about, but our, we're feeding a lot bigger animal. That's right. And if we're feeding a bigger animal with the same feed efficiency, that means a big improvement efficiency. Per unit of output, we have a, we have a lot more going out than we'd had, than we put into that animal. So if you look at, say, hot carcass weight since 2006, it has gone just linear up. 
right. since then. And so we're, we're feeding cattle where we used to feed, you know, they'd be 1,150, 1,200 pounds. We think they were done. Well, now, we, you know, we're routinely going to 1,450, and we're doing it with the same feed efficiency. So that means a lot in terms of where you're looking at during that feeding period. We all know that they're very efficient early and very inefficient late. But with the use of technology and our management practice, we've been able to maintain that feed efficiency and get them to these very large weights where we can get the, the marbling and all that things to come with what we're on our finished products. So. I know when I look at them in the plant, they look me eye to eye now, not yeah. <laughs> they're, they're about the same height. Yeah. So uh, anyway, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to transition into how technology has helped us maintain our efficiency and maintain sustainability in the beef industry. You're watching Doc Talk. We'll be right back. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. Dr. Dan Thompson here with Dr. Wade Nichols. He is the Senior Technical Services Manager for Merck Animal Health. You're like one of the first, right? I mean, as far as the implants and the nutrition. And... Well, <laughs> so I wasn't one of the first because we first started using implants in 1956. True. <laughs> I wasn't born until 57. So. Yeah, oh, well, good. Yeah, you should... <laughs> Not quite the first. But as far as TBA, when we first had Revelar approved, yeah. that was they hired me actually to help launch that product and do the research to help further the, the, the Revelar line. So I was hired, you know, six months before we launched Revelar in night. 1991. So. And that's something. Yeah. So that's what a, what a career. And uh, so so talk to me then about, I mean, the sustainability and, and as you see how we use technology to, to improve that feed efficiency, to improve the water utilization, all these things that, that, that we're trying to do more with less. Thank you. So uh, implants or Revelar specifically, um, we developed it. it it's a trimbone acetate and estradiol. They're the hormones that we naturally produce in our body, basically. TBA is a synthetic that 10 times activity of testosterone, but the body does not recognize it any different than it does testosterone. So everything that, that we're doing with these, all we're doing is taking a little piece of the testes that we cut off of that steer and putting it in the ear so that we don't get the secondary side effects and things. Right. All we do is get the beneficial growth response out of it. Um, so in 1987 is when TBA was first approved in the form of Finoplex. At that time, we had to put two implants together to get the response. We put a Cinevex in one ear and Finoplex in the other. And then <clears throat> that was that was problematic for several reasons we won't go into. But <clears throat> then we developed Revelar that was the same products, but in the same implant so that we get the benefit of both products in one implant. <clears throat> and with that, then we get about a 15% response in, in average daily gain and a 10 to 12% response in feed efficiency. We can get up to 25%. It all depends on where you harvest those animals on the growth curve. But if we look at 10 to 15%, that's a lot yeah. in what we're doing. It's, it, Revelar is the most important thing that we do at the processing shed. It's the one that brings back the most money for everything we do. So when we go to a feed yard or, or a branding or whatever, then we will look at it and make sure that that is the rate limiting step because it's the one that makes the most money. Absolutely. It's the one that improves efficiency in, in what we do and, and keeps us. And so, you know, before we talked about um, environmental sustainability, Revelar helps not only environmental sustainability, but economic sustainability. It brings back so much money for what it does. You know, we used to say it was a 10 to 12% or one re 
return. <clears throat> it's interesting, though. Know, I was talking to a guy that is recently retired, and when I first started, he says, Wade, you know, they got feed yards got to have an eight to one return before they adopt any technology. And I said, Okay, well, right now it's 10 to one. Today, that return is like 30 to one simply because implants have gotten cheaper, Revelar has gotten cheaper, but the price that we're getting for animals is, has increased so much. Rather than 80 cents, now we're getting $1.50. Yeah, uh, my mentor, Dr. Rod Preston, always said there's nothing more biologically or economically uh, Im more important for efficiency than, than a steroid implant. That's correct. In the beef industry. That's correct. There's a lot of things we can do. <clears throat> and so as we think about that, uh, it, it all comes down to, to making the animal grow and, and uh, helping them be more efficient, which then makes our pocketbook long. Exactly. <laughs> we're gonna take a break and we come back, we're gonna do a wrap up with Dr. Wade. You're watching Doc Talk and we're sure glad you joined us. back to Doc Talk. Dr. Dan Thompson here with Dr. Wade Nichols. He's the Senior Technical Services Manager for Merck Animal Health and is a tremendous scientist and nutritionist who has done probably as much work on, on growth physiology as anybody in any ivory tower uh, and that can actually uh, explain it um, <laughs> to all of us. I don't know. <laughs> he does a great job and um, you know as we uh, as we wrap this up you know, kind of, kind of talk to me about the, you know, how these implants make the improvements. Right. So, if we look at at the what we're doing is is putting a little bit of that testing back in the air. So we decrease the maintenance requirements through the testosterone, and we increase the growth through the estradiol. Basically, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into that, but basically that's what we're doing. So that when we feed a pound of feed, we're getting more out of it than if we had not used these this technology, you know, by 10 to 15%, which I don't care where you're at, that's a lot Yeah, in terms of improvement. So. Well, and it means a lot to the, to, it's not just an agriculture or producer issue. This is a, how many natural resources we put into these critters and how much protein we have to feed people, regardless of your socioeconomic position. Yeah, very, very good point. So we can keep this, in front of the people. Yep. It doesn't matter if it's in the U.S. or across the world, we can make it cheap enough where everybody can have beef. And that's that's our total goal is, is to be able to get it. Because if we look at our export numbers, it adds about $400 per head on our, ex, on our exports. And the only way we can do that is by producing something that's very palatable, cheap, and safe to get everybody to consume U.S. beef. And that helps our industry Absolutely. You know, from cow-calf all the way to finish. Yep. So. There's no doubt that, that the export market, the domestic market, um, as that grows, it, it grows the, the pie bigger. You can't emphasize enough how safe it is right. within the U.S. It's just, it is absolutely the safest product that we can absolutely make. Yeah, when we, you know, when we, when we think about food safety, we think about animal welfare, we think about uh, sustainability, antibiotics, and all that. We have a lot to be proud of. Absolutely. The beef industry can be proud of what they do. You know, we talk, started this talking about environmental sustainability. They can be very, very proud of what 
what they're doing for the environment and, and feeding the people of the world with U.S. beef. It's absolutely tremendous what we can get done. And, you know, Revlar and those things, they help with the environmental, they also help with economic sustainability, but the beef industry itself across all facets can be very proud of what they do for the world. And at the end of the day, if you're feeding commercial cattle or provide, producing commercial cattle, talk to somebody about using steroid implants and technology for your own pocketbook. Exactly. It's been a great show. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. It's always Appreciate great it. to have Dr. Wade Nichols here on the show. Um, thanks for watching Doc Talk. Remember, if you want to find us on the web, you can find us at www.doctalktv.com. Always work with your local veterinarian and nutritionist. Yes. Um, <laughs> with Dr. Wade Nichols, I'm Dr. Dan Thompson, and we'll see you down the road. Doc Talk is brought to you by Merck Animal Health. By integrating the comprehensive animal health product portfolio of Merck Animal Health with the innovative technologies of all flex livestock intelligence, we are shaping the future of animal health, resulting in more effective solutions and health. To spur performance and productivity in your herd, look to Bovalus Vision 7, powered by the proprietary spur adjuvant, allowing smoother administration and fewer reactions for effective low-stress clostridial protection. And low stress equals higher weaning weights, a proven 14-pound advantage. With a gain like that, you're spurring profits, too. That's what you get with the number one clostridial vaccine for calves, proven protection that spurs all-around forward progress. The Alertness on Farm Pregnancy Test for us has been unbelievable time saver because we can do it whenever we want. My favorite part about Alertus on farm, we can get results fast. You know, in 20 minutes, you know whether that cow goes to pasture A, B, or C. It's just very efficient. It's gonna make you a lot of money. You're not gonna have open cows standing there all winter looking at you, and you can do it on your time.